1962 film Days of Wine and Roses centers on a pair of young lovers, played by Jack Lemmon and Lee Remick, who develop a dependence on alcohol. The movie inspired Bill Withers and his 1971 breakout hit. Quote, they were both alcoholics who were ultimately weak and strong. It's like going back for seconds on rat poison. Sometimes you miss things that weren't particularly good for you. It's just something that crossed my mind from watching that movie, and probably something else that happened in my life that I'm not aware of, said Withers. Withers was a factory worker at the time, building bathrooms for 747s. His hit song was produced by Booker T, who also had several members of his band, the MGs, playing on the track. The song begins with vocals immediately, a decision that was frowned upon by radio stations as it meant the radio jockeys had no time to talk over the song. Despite this, Withers made it to number 6 on the US R&B chart and number 3 on the Billboard Hot 100 with this track. The song went on to win the 1972 Grammy for Best R&B Song and ranks as number 285 on Rolling Stone's list of the 500 greatest songs of all time. Bill Withers has recently passed, but his music continues to be some of the most popularly covered tunes around. That's right, this week on Cover Me, we're talking Ain't No Sunshine by Bill Withers. Ain't no sunshine when she's gone It's not warm when she's away Ain't no sunshine when she's gone. That's right. It's Cover Me, the only podcast that talks about famous songs and their many cover versions and compares them against one another to find out which ones are gone too long. I'm your host as always, Jake Cressy, joined by a co-host I know, 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 I know. I think that was 26 times. Did you count? I was counting, but then I lost count. Alex Mildenberger. No, I think I got it right. Alex Mildenberger. The man I know. I know, I know. How are you? Uh, I'm feeling terse. I'm feeling uh, feeling okay. It's sunny here. It's, it's warming up. Um, as far as I know, there's no snow in the forecast, but that's only because I didn't check the forecast. Um, <laughs> and, uh, I'm, yeah. Still isolated, Good. but not down. Not down. That's, that's, you know, things are looking up. Yeah. Cases are going down. Uh, BC's talking about, like, easing some restrictions, I think, coming next month or even next week. Yeah, we'll I mean, see. if they just let me into the movie theater, it should be fine, right? Yeah, exactly. They're going to do, yeah, one-person screenings at movie theaters and... Uh... <laughs> Spring my own movies. Whatever. There you go. I'm sure there's no reason that wouldn't work with modern technology. Probably. Yeah, that probably works absolutely fine. All right. Yeah. Alex, we were talking Bill Withers this week, a man who I'm probably more familiar with covers of his songs than his original songs. Yeah, he wrote some he wrote some good songs that people remember. Like I've heard some of these songs like 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 too much, like Lean on Me. Well, yeah, because Lean on Me is everyone's graduation song. Yeah, or at least it's in like a hundred, I, I, I mean, not just PowerPoint presentations, but, you know, slideshows. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. In that time, like, it doesn't even have to be an official grad song. So yeah, and, and like, yeah, for those yeah. slideshows, it can be anything from a grad to a funeral to like a corporate picnic. Yeah, and like, I remember we did like retreats and stuff, and they were like, because we went to Catholic school. So it was like religious themed retreats. They would, this would come up sometime. Like they would sing it and be like, sing with us. We're singing Le- Lean on Me. And it's religiously charged. And yeah, 
So yeah, I've heard I think that's I've heard why that song I don't like Lean on that's Me. That's probably why I don't I I yeah. It's one of those songs where like there's I've had enough of it. I'm sure mm-hmm. it's I'm sure it's a fine song. Good even. Yeah. But uh but it's a bit much. It is a bit much. We're talking about the song we're talking about today it could be is not a bit much. It's a no. quite minimalist in its presentation and fucking slaps. Ain't no sunshine. Um, here's a fun fact I didn't include in the intro. So this record went gold, and apparently, since he was, you know, a factory worker making bathrooms at the time, they they the record company presented him with a golden toilet seat. Yeah, that's a fun that's a fun piece of trivia that I see <laughs> pop up on Reddit every once in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, imagine though, <laughs> like, do you use that or do you hang it on the wall? I would use that. I would take dumps on my golden toilet seat. <laughs> every fucking day is that oh is a golden toilet seat uh antibacterial Ooh, that's a good question that, i don't know if gold like i know there's like silver fibers Did that, does, it, does that actually work S- like silver fibers in in fabric is supposed to be yeah it's supposed to they they always advertise that does in gold like, do uh, that too i don't know stuff now maybe not yeah i don't know probably not if nothing else it makes you feel fucking rich yeah Plus, it's soft it. metal, right? So, you know, it's like it's like the metal version of memory foam. Yeah, it's like a cushion, but metal. A little, a little metal cushion for you your You can butt. tell. You'd know if you tried it. That, we don't use lead, though. Because, mm. you know, lead. Um, Alex, 285 on the Rolling Stones' 500 Greatest Songs list, so that makes it better than Boys of Summer, but worse than Crazy by Gnarls Barkley. How do you feel about that? Mm. That sounds about right. Yeah? I mean, what? I don't know if the order is that important. Well, yeah, because it all leads up to them giving it to right? like a Rolling Stone, Bob yeah. Dylan, number one. <laughs> Which, like, good song, but I don't know. Yeah. Although, Bob Dylan, did we talk about Bob Dylan being in the some charts? Oh, his, no, we did not. His, uh, his song is doing fairly well in streaming. Is that that one about JFK? Yeah, his song about JFK. Um, I'm not even sure I got through it once. I, I did, but I was doing other stuff at the same time. And I was like, oh, shit, right. it's over now. Because um, it doesn't progress a whole lot. Uh, it is called something evil this way comes. No. Um, fuck. This isn't it. It's not. What is no, this? Is this another multitudes. Yeah, another like he's song? got a new one. No, he looks younger there. That must be live. I don't know. Okay. Fuck, what's it called? It's called the the the, 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 the uh, I did nine eleven. No, I was gonna say I shot JFK, but murder most foul. There it is. That's the oh, one. I couldn't uh, scroll down there. Anyway, so that's wild. Um, and these guys were kind of contemporary. I mean, we talked about uh, it was was it the um, Don Henley version of Uncloudy Day that Bill Withers was involved in? Maybe. I think he was. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have to double check it. on that. I'm pretty sure he was involved in in that recording. So just to reference an older episode, that's, that that's what we call cross promotion. Yeah, maybe. I try to do that when possible. I don't know if it helps because you have to listen to this one first. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Sorry, yes, and and um, should, uh, we fucking, should we just fucking get into the lyrics on this? Yeah, I don't really the have a history with Bill Withers besides what we've already talked about. It's not going to take all. A whole long 
time. A whole long a whole bit of time. time. A whole long piece of uh, time. Uh, 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 shit, I, I exited that one. Oh, because I was looking up Artemis Fowl movie, and then I closed that tab. <laughs> you uh, fool. I, I have the Jazz Canteen lyrics up, but not the Bill Withers. The, like, German ones? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't look up the German lyrics. Oh, well. I, I don't guess. understand German. Well, I understand Google Translate, so. Oh. Think about that next time That's you think about something. not a bad idea. Maybe I should think about that. First one. Ain't no sunshine when she's gone. It's not warm when she's away. Ain't no sunshine when she's gone. She's always gone too long anytime she goes away. Verse one, laser focus. We've got, we've got a, we've got a metaphor. Mm-hmm. We've got a thing happening, and we've got a reason he's sad. Yes. And we've got the line repeated sometimes. So, and so I mean, she's gone, and because of that, it's not. I mean, obviously the sun is physically there, but it's not metaphorically there. Yeah, we're talking about an emotional sunshine and emotional warmth. It's not warm when she's away. He feels cold. He's missing this person that he loves. And, it's... and she's always gone for too long, which seems to imply either, one, that Bill Withers is super needy. He's like, eh, she's always gone for too long. Or that she is maybe, like, not faithful to him. Like, she goes away for longer periods of time than maybe she suggests. Right, could be. I did kind of get that first one though. Well, not really, but that seems like the funny one where it's like any, 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 any time she's gone, it's it's too long, no matter what. It's too long. It's the only reason I say that is because he talks in that quote about how it's inspired by the movie, and he says it's like rat poison. Um, it's like going back for seconds on rat poison. Sometimes you miss things that weren't particularly good for you. Right. Uh, second possibility, the song is written from the perspective of a dog. Oh, that's, yeah. I like that. Yeah, because you know how dogs be. Oh yeah, that's good. And maybe I, I don't know. Maybe it's just maybe she's, uh, I don't know, emotionally distant as well. That could just be it. Like she doesn't have to be cheating. It could just be. <laughs> that's true. Because I'm, I'm kind of jumping ahead here, but uh, in verse three where he says, "I know." 26 times he then says hey i ought to leave the young thing alone hey so he implies that he knows that this is not a a healthy thing going on whatever it may be sorry i'm burping away from the microphone at the moment so it's gonna seem like I'm not talking. Right. You're, you're tazondaing it. Um, so he does say, I know, 26 times that verse. Originally, he was going to change that. Just, he, like, write he, a verse or something? Yeah. This so is filler? Yeah, and then Booker T said, no, leave it like that. Uh, Weather says, I was going to write something there, but there was a general consensus in the studio. It was an interesting thing, because I've got all these guys that were already established, and I was working in the factory at the time. Graham Nash was sitting right in front of me and, uh, and just offering his support. Steven Stills was playing, and there was Booker T and Al Jackson and Donald Dunn, all of the MGs except Steve Cropper. They were all these people with all this experience and all these reputations, and I was this factory worker just sort of puttering around. So when their general feeling was, leave it like that, I left it like that. Which is fair. I feel like I would probably make a similar decision. And like, Yeah, you're in a room of professionals. Like, yeah, you can leave that. He's like, okay. Yeah, that is one of my favorite kind of <laughs> stories where they're like, yeah, Steven Stills was over there. I guess Graham Nash was there too. Cool. 
Like, yeah, he's just, just like there. here. I was in a room with that's you what know, people like musical do. People giants. People just are places, but like, yeah. <laughs> sometimes it's hard to think of them that way, you know. Exactly. But so oh yes, yeah, Stephen Stills did play on this track. We didn't. Uh, did you mention that before? I did not mention that. I, I mentioned the MGs. See part I of the MGs. The I don't know. Well, I guess it's time to find out on Wikipedia. MG. Donald no. Duck Dunn. Uh, no, I don't see him on here, but maybe at some point. No, he probably just, you know, was hanging out with people. You I know mean, how Stills do. That's what Steven Stills does. Steven Stills in 2011 looks like he works in IT. That's all I have to say. <laughs> IT. Okay. All right. Um, okay. Uh, Alex, verse gonna, two. Verse gonna, two. Yeah, jump back to verse two here. Wonder this uh, time wonder, where she's yeah. gone. Wonder if she's gone to stay. And then, ain't no sunshine when she's gone. This house just ain't no home. Anytime she goes away. He's still so, just, yeah, she, just wondering. Like, he's, he's sitting around home. Like, what's, what's going on? Where'd she go? Yeah, what's, so she never happening? tells him, I guess, where she's going. Um, the line, wonder if she's gone to stay, is a, a good line. Because it's, like, if she's gone for good, but, you know, gone to stay. Those are, like, those are, like opposites. Are they? Gone yeah, well, if, good, you've, if you've stay. left to stay. Like, but they mean the same is, thing, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I'm not crazy. And then we and get then, a repeat a repeat of that line from mm-hmm. the title and also first one, which happens twice. And then he just doesn't feel like Yeah, it's how ain't no know, home anytime she goes away. Out of sorts. He doesn't feel like because you know, as they say, home is where the heart is, and his heart is with this other person. Mm-hmm. Identified only as me. she. Yeah. And then verse three, uh, verse four, ain't no sunshine when she's gone, only darkness every day, ain't no sunshine when she's gone, and this house just ain't no home. Um, that's pretty easy. The only new line is only darkness every day. There's no sunshine, it's dark, he's sad. Boom. Boom. There you go. Yeah. Outro, anytime she goes away. Anytime she goes away. Driving home the point. Yep, three times. Uh, it's got that, like, kind of A-A-B-A. Well, Sort of, because like the first verse and the fourth verse are very similar, with mm-hmm. very minor changes. The second verse is similar with slightly more changes, and then the third verse is just another kind of thing. So it's mm-hmm. kind of got that like A A B A, right? Structure. A-A-B-A. Yeah, you know? I'll allow it. Yeah, but uh, but also like the A's are quite similar, like very. Minimal yeah, there's, changes only, uh, there's at most two lines different. He's really like, even when he's not repeating himself, he's kind of repeating himself. Like it's mm-hmm. a lot of just the same thing. It's like, hey, this is this one thing I'm feeling, and I'm gonna say it in a couple slightly different ways, but yeah. just like drive that point home, and then have a little I know breakdown in the middle. Mm-hmm. Also, that I ought to leave that young thing alone. Ain't no sunshine when she's gone. It's kind of a bridge, right? Yeah, kind, kind of, of, kind of a bridge. I mean, yeah, like it's not really a verse, is it? That whole like it the seems I know like section that to me. Because anyway. especially the instruments imply it to as more they play it more of a bridge than they do another verse. Yeah, in some of the versions too. Mm-hmm. Push that a little bit. Yeah, that's fair. I'd call it a bridge. Yeah. Um, with that, we're gonna bridge on over to talking about instruments. Yeah, which uh, are also fairly minimal. Yeah, very minimal. Um, it's all acoustic instruments. 
So there's no no electricity on the track here. And it starts like well, except I assume the microphones. Anyway, um Well yeah, yeah. Like, which maybe <laughs> But he doesn't have electric vocal don't. cords. Uh I don't know, man. Did you ask? Okay, he Alex. He um <laughs> get back on track, Alex. Focus. Um Focus okay. up, Alex. <laughs> so, yes, and it's very sparse too. Uh, mm -hmm. so the beginning when he starts singing, like you said, starts singing right out the gate. Um, yeah. and there's just like a, it sounds like someone's hitting a box, like yeah. a cajon type, type percussion. Um, which if you're not familiar with that, it's basically a box you sit on and hit like it's a drum. Right. It's a box. Um, I don't think that's what was used, but maybe. Yeah. But I it kind of has that. It was maybe sound. just hitting a guitar. Probably that's more likely because it sounds like that as much as anything. But then they also have a drummer on this. There's like a full kit. So there is a full kit. Um, it could be something he has on the side, or maybe he is sitting on something like one of those drums. But someone's just like hitting something. Mm -hmm. And then the acoustic guitar comes in and there's some bass as well. Yeah. Um, and that's pretty sparse too. It's just playing like a boom, 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 boom. boom. And then the guitar is kind of like, it's just strumming along, but like lightly, mm -hmm. like it's not big chords or anything. Um, just playing a bit. And then it's not till the second verse and it's kind of like delayed in the second verse that the strings actually come in. Yeah, that's about 30 seconds into the song, start-ish of the second verse. Yeah, this really fills in the, the higher end of the track. Yeah. Playing along, playing some harmonies. Um, and that's also when this kit comes in. And it's kind of this hi-hat, heavy... I said it was like a double-time rock beat. I think it's very much like that. Yeah, it is. And it's... Uh, yeah, you're right. It's like basic rock beat. Maybe double-time there. Yeah, I said double time just because it seems like there's a lot of hi-hat for how fast the song is, which is not very right. fast. Um, but yeah, I'm no that's percussionist. Fair. Yeah, if it's pretty slow and they're playing, because it just sounds like a pretty regular pace to me, but that may well be double time given how slow this song is. Yeah, and like you do get the pretty standard like uh, kick, snare, kick, snare on the one and the three. So there mm -hmm. just seems to be a lot of that. Uh, there's also some piano. It's kind of playing with the bass, I think. Yeah, it is. It's a very bassy piano. Doom, 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 doom. It's definitely like, as much as it has like strings and piano and whatnot, like it's pretty minimalistic. Um, mm -hmm. Kind of part of that like desolation of the song, which is impressive when, especially when you have like that many parts. Yeah. And I think part of that is like things are doubling which is kind of amazing because sometimes you hear that and it's like oh so we made all the instruments play the same part so it wasn't like too garbled but sometimes it's like so it filled out the space and sometimes like so it was more minimal i don't know how you control that yeah you can <laughs> it's like do you can the do one, one technique to do just about anything with it like even the opposite of what somebody else does with it yeah so cool that's that's a probably a, a good technique uh for somebody yeah. to know if they're a producer. 
Yeah, I wonder if it's Way part of it's just like the volume you mix Jones. instruments at because everything's pretty quiet in the mix, except the like the strings really cut through. Yeah, and it there's a lot of focus on the vocals, mm-hmm. which is good because really that's what it is. It's kind of like this poem. Yeah, um, with like this breakdown in the middle. Mm-hmm. That breakdown is a real like it is probably the strongest part of this song. Yeah, I'd be curious because they said it was originally kind of a placeholder, but I'd be wondering if he kind of re-recorded it once mm. they decided it was actually going to stay in the song. Yeah, or if he did it like that way off the bat because it's done well. Like it's not doesn't yeah, sound like does, a placeholder. Because the the place the, that placeholder, if we call it that, the the first three, the bridge is uh, it's just drums playing in that part, right, and his vocals, right. And that kind of sounds like how you might record it if you're like, well, we'll come back to that. <laughs> like, well, fill out this space now. I'm going to say I know a bunch. You hit the drums for, you know, this many bars. Yeah, we'll, and then keep, we'll come back yeah, we into keep it. the timing and then we start whatever. So it's also weird that it's the third verse. And maybe that was it. Maybe the original plan was. Yeah, third AA, verse. They had AA and then they did the last A. And he's like, well, we need a B. So I'll write a B later. We'll record this and whatever. And then they said, hey, maybe this works instead. Damn. I wouldn't be surprised if that was the intention. Was like, he just had, didn't have a B yet. Because that's song structure. Like, that's pretty basic. Mm-hmm. But that's just speculation on my part. Maybe someone said it somewhere. Um, yeah. Um, hard to say for sure. I, it didn't come up in my research. But uh, this, so yeah, that plays out. Um, that section's very, it's very cool. Just the drums playing and him going, I know, I know, I know, I yeah, know, it I does, know. It sounds, and it's just like that weird nature of like repeating a line over and over again. Gets weirdly like musical and melodic, but it's also in this minor key. So it, it's got this like, I said desolation before. I think that mm-hmm. still fits kind of like desolate longing. Yeah, and like even one one of those I know is at least he kind of punches up a little. It's I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Like like he plays with it a little bit. It's it's just a good like emotional focus with no words to really like put more story into it. Yeah, it's impressive. Yeah, it's always impressive when they do so much with so little. (laughs) Yeah, and then from there it just kind of plays out. And we get uh, like a legitimate fade out. We get one last note that kind of rings out. Right. There's still like an ending though. They have like an ending chord that. Yeah, it's a very much a signified ending that just plays out. Mm-hmm. And we'll talk. We'll talk later because we do get a cover with a with an uh, fade out in it. So, or at least a couple of them. So, my my new way of understanding the fade outs we don't like is there's the fade out that is like is intentional. Right. It's like they come to an end and let it ring out. And then there's the cowards fade out where there's more track left. But you, you're like, well, like we don't have an ending. So just turn the volume down. It'll seem like it ended. Yeah. And that does kind of suck. Mm-hmm. Um, um, we did not mention this one. Well, we didn't nope, mention the like what I called the bridge before the like I'll leave that young thing alone. Right. He kind of kicks that up there. So, like, I know, I know it's pretty even, but like you mentioned, it's not, like, flat. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just, like, kicks up to the, gotta leave that young thing alone. Ain't no sunshine when she's gone. So, like, just got this, like, I, you know, I gotta 
can't live like this, but mm-hmm. he doesn't seem to be able to do anything else because yeah, because the sun. That's like the coming. real emotional break. It's like that. Yeah, fuck, yeah. you know, like I, I gotta leave her alone, but I can't. And then There's no sunshine when she's gone. We just go back into the kind of cycle. He sings the same yeah. thing. Yeah, goes into. We the talked same about with uh, like Stacy's mom how like quick the segments come at you, but right. how like like properly timed they are. Like they're mm-hmm. there for exactly as long as they need to be. And I would say the same thing of that, those two lines. They are like, this is your bridge. Boom. There you go. And like, just when you were kind of like, oh, he's just repeating the same thing over again. It's like, mm, it really punches it. And then mm-hmm. goes back into, into uh, fourth verse. Which, compared yeah. to Stacy's mom, Stacy's mom probably has more ideas being introduced throughout. That's like very much like quick, one thing, next thing, next thing. Whereas this kind of stays in place more but that's kind of the point of the song i would say I yeah would, I would say. and yeah it knows when to bring the very small changes in so it's mm-hmm. like one big idea that kind of needs like a couple of bumps in it and it was like well they go there they go there for this long not very long at all that's all you need and then just when you think it's doing something for too long it kind of gives it an extra kick yeah um and the song is Two minutes and five seconds long. Like, it's really short. Mm-hmm. So, like going by Billy Joel Law, you could have had a whole other minute of stuff in there and still been fine. Could have had one whole other minute. <laughs> uh, that's a reference to the Billy Joel song, The Entertainer. Uh, for anyone not in the... Not into Jolin'. Yeah, not, not, not Jolin' out here. I always forget that, like, my personal canon of like media is not necessarily universal. <laughs> I know like this I mean it's not that it's not a popular Billy Joel song, but I think it's mm-hmm. a it's not a universal one. It's if you've only heard Billy Joel on the radio, you probably haven't heard probably the entertainer. Not. Yeah. Although there was that one time we were singing Billy Joel in my car and those people yelled at us were like, "Hey, Joelin." That's why I said Joelin. Do you remember that? I do not. We're singing the entertainer. They're like, yeah, you're Jolin. <laughs> so that's why I said that. You don't remember that, eh? Oh, I okay. don't. When was that? Not that long. Like, I don't know. Probably when I was in fourth year university. Okay. That's, or maybe that's... on my internship. So, like, within the last three, four years. Three, four years? Yeah. Wow. Anyway. In the last three to four years. Because, you know, we were singing Billy Joel with the windows down. Yeah, that's weird that you got me to do that. I, I I was not. I was pretty strong against Billy Joel <laughs> back in that time. Well, at least one of us was singing. Yeah, I don't think I. I'm pretty sure I was with you. Anyway, yeah, um, I'm saying it with you. I know the fucking words to Entertainer. <laughs> um, with that, we're gonna talk about some covers, not of the Entertainer by Billy Joel, but Ain't No Sunshine by Bill Withers, starting with Tom Jones in the year 1973. Tom Jones, famous artist Tom Jones. Ain't no sunshine when she's gone It's not warm when she's away Ain't no sunshine Have we... He's come up a bit because I talk about Thunderball, but have we done a cover of the Tom Jones song before? I don't Jones think he's come up as a cover before. I like the anecdote that... Uh... When David Bowie was first releasing some tracks, he was going to be Davy Jones, but then there was Davy Jones and the Monkees, so he said, all right, I'll change my name to Tom Jones, and then Tom Jones existed, and then David Bowie had to find a new name, and that ended up being David Bowie, 
So he's part of the reason David Bowie is David Bowie. Well, way to go, Tom Jones. Yeah. So thanks also, for uh, just uh, being Tom uh, Jones. Vocalist, part of the British Invasion. The second coolest musical invasion. <laughs> Next to, of course, the Canadian Invasion. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> the Canadian Invasion. Um, uh, <laughs> um, and he sings the, the theme song to Duck Dodgers. He was on at least one episode of Duck Dodgers. Okay. That's my frame of reference for Tom Jones. As well as, oh, my school used to play What's New Pussycat over the intercom. Weekly? Okay. Weekly? Well, we had a thing where you could, like, nominate people for being, like, kind or whatever. And we were uh-huh. St. Sylvester. Uh, the cat. The cat. Famous right? for being kind. Famous for being kind. Um, so they played What's New Pussycat. And then some classes won awards. I think there was a golden garbage can involved. Nice. Yeah. Anyway, uh, that's Tom I'd Jones. Poop, just for the record, <laughs> I'd poop in a golden garbage can, too. <laughs> Great. I'm sure someone did at some point. Um, God, I hope so. Also, I hope not, because that would be so awful to clean up. So this version does the radio thing. Um Yes. Where they it has a little bit of music, but it's really just the music from later. Like it comes in with the bass doing the boom, 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 boom. Mm-hmm. Walking really up baseline. Funky ass guitar. It's got Yeah, uh, with this like crazy wah on it, just like wah, yes. wah, 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 wah. Um and is the bass a bass? Yes. Is, the bass is a bass. Yes, but is there is also an organ or something? There might be. I believe there is an organ on this track. It's an electric bass, so it's not it's not the same as the original. It's a, this is right. much more like seventies pop music. Yeah, this um, has got a different feeling to it. It's kind mm-hmm. of more intense. Yeah, and it's very it's Smolder. like like higher production value. It Definitely. Feels like. Which is not to say Booker T wasn't a very skilled, you know, producer at the time, but that was it was a very minimalist approach to that. This yeah. one's. This one is a Much. successful pop artist performing a success, mm-hmm. like covering a successful pop song. So they know it's going to make money. So yeah. they put more money into it. I don't know what each one cost, but like this one sounds more expensive. Yeah, this sounds like it costs money to make. <laughs> <laughs> like they were shelling out extra because you get backup vocalists on this, um, doing like some of the I knows and stuff with him. Uh, yeah, you get this very full. We get the strings back. We've got uh, a bass, possibly an organ. And, like, at least two guitars, because there's one with the wah, and then there's another one, I think, that just kind of noodles at the start. Yeah, there is. Kind of a higher one. Um, And I do think that the bass and the organ are kind of playing the same thing at times. Because, like, you'll hear the bass ring out, and then as the the note on the bass um, kind of fades out, you get that decay on that note, you can still hear some of the organ got a little crunch on it. So it's kind of like that part of of the sound. Right, so like or as the bass decays, the, you hear the underlying organ in it. Or maybe it's the other way around on the attack. But anyway, I feel like I hear both. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could believe that. Um, there's brass in this one as well. There is. Um, tell me about the brass. Uh, it's in here. I don't remember where because my, my a note just says, get some brass on this. 
Um, <laughs> there's also like the there's more stamp. strings. So like it has strings, um, <laughs> but it also does this like boom, 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 but like pizzicato type boom, 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 type strings boom, playing. So like there's yeah. more parts to this. This one feels a lot bigger. Yes. It doesn't have that like minimalist feel. Mm-hmm. And in that, I think like this one is a like musically sound. Tom Jones sings great. His backup vocalists sing great, but we lose a bit of the the soul of the original. Right. I mean, anytime you have a backup singer, or almost anytime, almost you're gonna any get time. it's gonna feel less isolated. Whereas, mm-hmm. especially like the beginning, just starting singing with like basically nothing, like that is plunging you into this song with a very different feeling from like a bass line. Yeah. It's just different. And uh, and even with the the instruments on this, I feel like they pull a lot more attention their way than the original does. Yeah, and I think you get that kind of like, uh, like vibrato thing. Maybe it's tremolo. I can. I think it's vibrato. Anyway, like on the strings as opposed to mm-hmm. before, where it was less of that kind of thing. Yeah. Or it was, it was, it was almost like, muted bah, in the original. Bah, bah, bah. Whereas, like in this one, you really get that. Hang on, am I lying? I don't know, Alex, are you? Is it later on? Oh, shit. Yeah, like, the strings are smoother in the original. In this one, you get that, like, um, the extra sounds where they kind of, like, put the bow back and forth. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, they're very... Yeah, a little more. So it's, it's a little flashier. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything's a little flashy on this version. So... And then... Yeah, it's yeah. definitely a little more lacking in in the attitude of the original for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, Tom Jones, I think he sounds pretty good. Um, kind of ironic that he covered this song only because he was kind of known as a, an adulterer. Um, so <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> He's kind of got it backwards, but. Mm. And yeah, he does uh, some big ad libbing stuff near the end. You know, anytime she's gone section, the strings backing them up and the, the backup vocalist as well. It's, yeah, it's, it is all very big and poppy. And while I, I think it's, it's technically sound, and if you heard him performing it live or if it came on the radio, you're like, right on, this is good. It definitely misses, I think, the mark of what makes the original so like, so compelling as to be put on a top 500 songs of all time list. Yeah, if this was the original, it wouldn't be on a top 500 songs of all time list. It would be maybe a hit and mm-hmm. not bad, but not le- legendary kind of thing. Yeah, it'd be one of those ones where people are like, did you hear the cover of Tom Jones, though? Because it's fucking crazy. Yeah. So... And anyway, yeah. So it, like, it's 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 decent, decent old song. I just kind of am partial to like old things too. So yeah, <laughs> I'm a little I, biased. I like, I like that, that heavy wah on the guitar. Yeah, and like that organ sound, and just like those old kind of '70s instruments, just kind of got a cool sound. Yeah, it is. Like it is very much like a like a, a piece of its time. Like you couldn't get that same Tom Jones cover at any other time than the yeah. time you made it. Yeah, and it does fade out. Yeah, and you the get a lot of that. Like, out. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Yeah, and he's talking some shit. I couldn't tell what he was saying. Yeah, I, I tried to hear it too. He sounds like he says something. Yeah. He's like, I got down the face of love. Like, I don't know what he's saying. <laughs> no idea. With that, 
we're gonna fade out into John Waite in 1995. Can you imagine if we did that like between cover songs on the podcast? We would just kept talking, but when I edited <laughs> it, I just fade out and then, and then fade back in and be like, John Wade in 1995. Cover day, no sunshine. Um, so he's been around a while. I don't recognize his name. Nor do um, I. Um, lead singer for The Babies and Bad English, two like 70s, 80s bands. I have heard the song by The Babies every time I think of you, which is the second most popular one on Spotify. Beyond that, not really familiar with them. Yeah, The Babies. The Babies. The Babies. Um, I'm going to see if I've heard it before. This isn't so. Yeah, this is all right. Yeah, it's kind of like pop, a little bit of rock in there. Don't recognize it. But it's a little... How would I describe this song? It's, uh, you know... It's, you describe it as the babies. I'm in the middle, and it's very, like, ELO. Yeah. Um, I love go. Yeah, it's like a... It says... That by their bio, it says they took on the classic rock world head first. Which I guess they're part of now, but at the time that would have been like sixties, seventies. Yeah, so. maybe um, like a less pretentious sticks. Yeah, I could see that, but also can't comment on the level of pretension. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I can't say for <laughs> sure. <laughs> so maybe, but who knows? Um, they may or may not have their own. Uh, fucking Kilroy was here. Okay. John Waite. John Waite. John Waite. Um, this is 1995, though, so this is his solo career after yeah. both of those bands. I picked this mostly because it sounded kind of cheesy. Yay, it's real, like, sensitive 90s vibes. Yeah, like, it comes with this drum machine and this string synth just being like... Yeah, like, like hyper saddening that bass yeah. kind of progression. And this is like... Or is it the string progression? Yeah. Yeah, it's it, that drum machine put through a filter. Yeah, it's like, it's like very like, mechanical. Kind yeah. of like Yeah, and then he starts singing. He's singing fine. Like he's fine singing. Yeah, it's it's um, very much of the style what you expect when you hear those yeah. instruments. And it kind of like it continues with the the synth and the the drums throughout that first verse and of course mm-hmm. builds like brings in like a kit of drums. Um, yeah, it sort of doubles down on that synth once we hit the, uh, the 39 second mark or the start of the second verse. Yeah. And this is so like, I don't know. I was not surprised by anything in this song. I picked it yeah. all. The other reason I picked it was because I, I needed something from the nineties. Uh, this mm-hmm. is before I found the next one we're going to talk about. Right. Um, yeah. But yeah. So like you get to the third verse and like. You get like this drum fill into the third verse, and it's not like really breaking down. Like it keeps the drums and the synth, and the guitar is still playing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, very, and I think the like, drums are even playing guitar. more. Like the cymbals <laughs> ringing out more. Mm-hmm. And this kind of like, like t- guitar texture kind of thing. Um, yeah. And yeah, so like not a breakdown really. Not like in the mm-hmm. original. Like it's a build. Um, yeah. And the bridge is a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. 
um, we get what's notable here is he does the I know section twice. Oh, that might be what I was thinking of. So he, uh, we get to the first set of I knows in the first minute, and then the second one comes in at about the two minute mark. Right, 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 right. Um, and then like when he does the bridge, is this whole like mm, gotta leave that thing alone, like different style, same idea, yeah. very different style from the original. Um, mm-hmm. And there's also this is like a guitar solo in here. They do a yeah. acoustic guitar solo. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like Spanish guitar inspired, but yeah, like it's not very a like Spanish guitar, like, plug, like picking finger picking yeah. style. Which again, very much of the era, like very nineties. Um, yeah, that's like pretty much it. But I think they mm-hmm. might add some more echo onto the end. It's just it, this version is just so like dramatic. Yeah, that is yeah, how I would just highly it. dramatic, and that's how we like understood love in the the nineties. You could really do like an essay comparing this one to the Bill Withers one and just talk about how we viewed the emotion differently in music. <laughs> that would be very interesting. Yeah, because the nineties was like this and like Nirvana. Like, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, <laughs> like that, I think that was yeah, all the nineties. That was right. Those are your two like focal points of music. Yeah, which. Uh, I feel like David Bowie did both of those things in the 90s. Anyway. Yeah, 100% um, with Tin Machine, and he was just off the end of, like, Tonight and uh, the other one. Never Let Me Down. Never Let Me Down. But even, like, some, um, like, Black Tie White Noise had some cheesy stuff on it. Oh, yeah, 100%. So, maybe not quite this level, but, yeah. Anyway, um, we should just, let's just talk about David Bowie the rest of the time. No, that's a bad yeah, idea. Um, so yeah, um, that's yeah, my you... that's my thoughts on this one. It's very like dramatic. It is on the cheesy side, um, mm-hmm. but kind of of its time. Like it's it's super time locked. Yeah, and not like uh, like there's worse cheesy '90s songs in this. That's true. I didn't think it was bad, really. It's just very um, dated, and I didn't dislike it because of that, really. I just have less nostalgia for 1995 as opposed to like, you know, that, that, uh, Tom Jones version, which I don't really have nostalgia for. I just like the older sound like 73. And he does like, again, a dramatic finish where the instruments fade out before he finishes his line. So like they start to fade every time she goes away. Yeah. And then that's there. That's their ending, but it also fades because it's got to be slow. Yeah, be but that's that's again, I think a a deliberate fade versus like a cowardly fade out. Yes, I agree. This is not the coward's fade out. Hmm. Um. Next, a very exciting one. Uh, we're gonna talk about it. I'll let you introduce yes. them. Uh, Lady uh, Smith, Black Mombazo, featuring Desiree in 1999. Yes, this is Lady Smith Black Mombazo, which is a South African men's choir. Um, they're kind of known for two different genres that are to us like pretty much indistinguishable. Um, <laughs> Isikathamia, I don't know exactly how to say it, and then Mbube. Uh, which are both like acapella 
genres as far as I know. Um, this is not an acapella version. They do a lot of just straight vocals, though. Uh, mm-hmm. So if you've, they, if you've listened to Graceland, then they're featured on Graceland. Um, and they also have some a lot of solo work. They've been around since, like, the 60s. And, I mean, they're... I don't know if the founder is still alive. I would be surprised. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, he died this year. Look at that. Oh, wow. In February. Hmm. Yeah. Um, so he would, uh, but like the group kind of lives on because it's this like quiet choral organization. Um, mm-hmm. They were kind of, uh, they entered in these competitions to like singing competitions, I guess, in South Africa. And they were yep. so good. They got banned from competing because they would just win but they still performed you know in these gatherings or whatever they just couldn't couldn't compete anymore because they were too good yeah they're (laughs) huge so yeah like um they have 19 grammy award nominations four grammy wins nelson mandela called them uh south africa's cultural ambassadors to the world and uh, to break down the name, this is according to their Spotify description. Black is a reference to the black oxen, which is a strong farm animal. Uh, and Mombazo is Zulu for a chopping axe, like a wood axe, which symbolizes the group's ability to, you know, cut a path to success with their voices. It's a good thing that uh, they picked Lady Smith Black Mombazo over Dave Matthews. <laughs> for, for an ambassador. <laughs> that was probably a good move. That's um, definitely a good move. <laughs> uh, so now we also have Desiree on the track. Who right, is an English pop artist. Um, I recognized one of her songs. Um, is it the song "Kissing You," which was uh, made for the movie Romeo and Juliet? No, Romeo I haven't actually Juliet. watched Romeo plus Juliet, the Baz Luhrmann version of Romeo and Juliet. It's "You Gotta Be." You gotta be found. You gotta be found. You gotta oh, be found. Oh shit! That song. Yeah, I know that one. <laughs> <laughs> which um i just know from youth i guess um, yeah i think that one got radio play so yeah i definitely heard that on the radio in the early 2000s i don't know when it came out 1994 yeah this has been around for most of my life i definitely heard that song oh yeah shit. Uh, I, like, I went through that song earlier and just i must have clicked the wrong moments and just yeah. missed the missed the chorus the chorus <laughs> Yeah, I had to listen to that. Um, so she sings in this song, and it's a pretty neat version. It kind of opens with, like, nature sounds. Yeah. And then you get, we call them LBM for short, because uh, there's less syllables. LBM mm-hmm. comes in and starts doing their, like, crazy harmonies. Um, I don't know what they say, though. Yeah, I don't know if it's heavily, supposed to be, like, heavily accented English or if it is, uh, like, another language. And, like, it could be, because honestly, i definitely hearing consonant sounds that aren't English consonant sounds. Mm-hmm. But I can't tell what they're saying. So it very well may not be English. But I hear the, like, sound. If that, mm-hmm. I don't know if that translates, I don't know if that comes across very well, but that is not an English consonant sound. <laughs> Where you kind of, like, it's put your tongue up and, like, like, release air out of the side. And it's, like, kind of like a KL sound, but you keep your tongue on top of your mouth like a k sound right um for the for the my approximation of it i've written season clavier it does sound like they say season (laughs) Mm -hmm. um so i don't know what they're saying 
but but 100% before I had looked these guys up and I was starting to listen to this I was started singing Paul Simon. <laughs> I was like, she's a rich girl. Don't try to hide it. Diamonds on the soles of her shoes. Yeah. Cause it's them. It's the same guys. Yeah. Um, and this goes on for a while. They do their like, I mean, it's very them. Like this is kind of their style and maybe that's how the genre works. I don't know it that yeah, well. Maybe. Um, but this kind of, it's their thing. They do that for a while. And then, uh, and then there's like this, it's probably just a guitar, but I called it, I wasn't sure. I'm sure it's just a guitar, but not a hundred percent sure. It's like a high string instrument sound. Oh yeah. that. Yeah. So like it could be a guitar playing like harmonics cause it has that sound to it, but I don't really know. Yeah. And we get like some hand drumming in with that as well. Yes. Yes, there's that hand drumming. And then Desiree comes in. And then it's... um, She joins in first with them and then starts actually singing the verse. Yeah, and they switch to uh, doing the bass line. They go, zoom, 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 zoom. zoom." Yeah, and then kind of in the second part of that, or the second verse, when it normally builds, the normal build point, you kind of get this, like, more drumming. But also, yeah. there's a kit drum. Yep. So yeah, you so, get the hand drum and the kit drum. So it it gets like very textured. Like there's a mm-hmm. lot going on. It's very and layered. And an actual uh, bass guitar joins as well. Right. Um. And the beat. So I didn't mention this, but the the beat is different between the original and the Tom Jones version. This sounds mm-hmm. more like the Tom Jones version. In terms of the rhythm they're using, neither one of them is a particularly like unique rhythm. Like right. they're pretty straight rhythms as far as like classical types of rhythms go. But they're yeah. using sounds more like the Tom Jones one. It's not that straight like double time rock, double time rock beat. Hmm. It's a like it's a very good uh, instrumental track on this. Like just on the percussion alone, it's. It's a very good groove to it. Yeah, and then like the voices, which are kind of like we don't always like acapella, but this is very different from like North American or whatever Western acapella yeah. that is like mostly cover songs, and it's it's a very different style. Like this is more like a choir, you know? Yeah. So because they uh they kind of take the role of the strings. Yeah, and it's not really the main focus of it either. Mm-hmm. And uh, there are, I don't think there's strings, but I think it's a string synth. Yeah, around the two-minute mark. I but think. I'm not totally sure. Um, and they also have this thing they do right before they go into the third verse, the I know verse, where there's this mm-hmm. just like, like crack yeah. sound. Yeah. Like like almost like a crash or something. Yeah, and I don't know what you make that sound with, but it's like very like definite. It happens mm-hmm, a couple very times. Very big, kind of like big percussive sound, and it happens throughout as well. Mm-hmm. As she sings, they're like, "I know, I know," and they do their like any times, yeah, whatever they say. Also, a gender swap. It's when he's gone, not when she's gone. Mm-hmm. This is also true. Um. Yeah, and through that through that third verse, um, 
they keep that drums and that that high guitar thing is playing and that percussive yeah. sound, but it's just like lots of drums. Yeah. Um, which is a very cool approach because that's not something we get a lot where it's like just a lot of rhythm. Yeah, like it's, where that's like yeah. that rhythm is pretty pretty prominent in the mix. Absolutely, and they just like keep the existing. It's like the existing good things about the song compositionally, with the, just this other layer of all that of the rhythm, mm-hmm. and then, yeah. Um, near the end, I think I might actually know what the choir is saying. Okay. Uh, so you, you go around like three twenty, three twenty-five. You'll need to hear them. I think it's when she get home. I don't know. It's tough to say, but it's like could be another language could just be accented english like it's also their singing so there's another Mm -hmm. layer there it it's tough to understand sometimes yeah tough to break through (laughs) that's my guess though Mm -hmm. um anything Mm -hmm. else to say on this one alex yeah i mean i know we we gave tom jones a bit of a hard time for making it bigger and adding a whole bunch of stuff to it um and this one does that too there's a lot there's a lot of layers to this one again I'm particularly partial to the style. <laughs> so there's a lot of heavy bias on this one. Um, but I, even as much as I like the, or I like the Tom Jones one kind of because it sounds a particular way. I like this one because it sounds a particular way as well. And this one also kind of, no, does it? I don't know. Does it separate the singers? Not really. It's uh, it's uh, the thing is, and maybe part of it is we don't understand what the choir is saying because we're True. a couple of white boys. But it it said that you know in that layer it becomes more music than it becomes lyrics, right? Right. Yeah. So it just kind of adds to her vocals rather than being like, oh, these are two different people on the track. It's like here's this, like this group spirit instrument. And then right. the main vocals. Right. It it gets to a point where it to us anyway, it doesn't sound so much like vocals as just more instruments. Mm-hmm. Which didn't detract from the original having more instruments. Yeah, and they really do play like the the choir is mixed low. Like they take the lower end and it's mm-hmm. much more like accenting the piece than it is, you know, playing a prominent role. Yeah. And uh Oh, and close to the beginning, they do the, so they, I don't know who does this. There's like a, there's like a guy, hang on, I want to hear it. Okay, so there's a guy that, I don't know if it's just one dude who does it. There always seems to be one guy in Ladysmith Black Mombazo who does the like, I can't even do it. Like, it's oh, like a yeah. real R with like a, an increasing pitch. Mm-hmm. I can't do it. I can't, I can't sustain a trilled R. Yeah, it's like, but like not quite. It's yeah, that yeah, kind of. I know sound. what you're talking about. That though. was that was better than mine. <laughs> um. Anyway, they just like have a guy who does that like all the time. I don't know. Maybe it's not one guy, but that's yep, how you they know have somebody that. doing it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's their signature move. Okay. Yeah. All right. Anyway, good stuff. Anyway, yeah, we're going to move into uh, Jazz Canteen, or however the Germans say it. Jazz Canteen. Jazz Canteen. 2002. Du bist mein Tag, du bist mein Leben. 
um, who have renamed the song Mine Tag, Mine Licked, which uh, I believe translates to My Day, My Light. Which, yeah, kind of reverses the title, but means the mm-hmm. same thing. Like, it's like, Ain't No Sunshine, like, implies that this other person is their light, but this one says, you are my light, basically. Yeah, so I'll, the, the Google Translate lyrics on this, roughly, so it's like, you're my day, you're my light, it's not a sunlight in sight, you're my day, you're my light, why don't you shine to me, it's so cold here without you. Like, pretty well the same. Yeah, um, there's actually three different German versions listed mm-hmm. on secondhand songs, like, with different names. I didn't listen to them all, they're all from around the same time. Um, but there's like, yeah, like three different translations. Right. So that's kind of interesting. Right? Yeah, this one also has some good lines like, My frozen heart breaks, you went and took the summer with you, and lonely I look into the night. Wow. German. Yeah, so it's like pretty good translate, like adaptation, I guess you'd call it at this point. Where like, yeah, they just take the music and it's also, like, the lyrics basically have to be original because translation. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's cool. Uh, the group yeah, themselves is, are called yeah. Jazz Funk and Hip Hop Crossover or possibly Jazz Rap. Yeah. They're a large group made up of a lot of people. There's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine people on this album cover. Yeah. I believe this is the longest version we're talking about today at 4 minutes and 11 seconds. Yeah, almost wasn't. I almost put a six-minute long version on. Yeah. It was jazz that. version. Would have had a of bunch course. of just soloing. Yeah, we, we've had those. And they won an Echo Award in 1996, which is apparently a prestigious German music award. So right on. This is kind of, they're kind of more like a music collective sort of thing. Yeah. I think to the members, yeah, members can kind of like, nope, I'm looking at the wrong page. I don't want to lie. I don't know if the membership changes, actually. Well, who can say? It'd be yeah. hard to keep nine people together, though, so... True, true. Um, this one feels very different. Mm-hmm. They kind of open with this, like... They open with, like, trumpets and some, like, humming, and there's this guitar playing stuff. Yeah. It, this one feels more, like, poppy to me. Yeah. Like, they the come in with the, like... I don't even know. Says something. Oh, it's whatever they sing for the the third verse. The I know. Yeah, that's and I believe it does at least according to Wikipedia here de- uh, translate to I know. So like, they're echoing that line out several times throughout the song, which I thought was a pretty cool technique. Yeah, so they like start with that and it's like, I don't know. She's fine. She's fine. She's fine. That's a very vague phonetic <laughs> uh, adaptation. She's fine, she's fine, she's fine, she's fine, she's fine. As, like, this intro is playing, that's kind of, like, jazzy. It's got some horns and, like, guitars picking sort of thing. It's definitely, like, that midpoint between jazz and funk, which is essentially just, like, like fancy pop music. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, because, like, then they get into it, and there's, like, chimes that lead into Mm -hmm. it, and then they kind of have some synthesizers going doing their like sort of thing and like yeah kinda like fluty synth like a low fluty yeah synth. a bit of woodwind action and they yeah essentially just go up and down yeah as they like play over this like like hip-hop beat i want to say yeah i'll admit i don't fully know what that means but it's, it's similar like, to I, rock I, I would put it mid to like jazz and hip-hop yeah 
And that's kind of what this is throughout. Also, it's in German. Did we mention that? It's those it three things. It is in German. Yeah. And it's like for being the longest version, it held my interest. Uh, yeah. I Which thought, probably thought... helps that the song, the original song, isn't that long. Mm hmm. Yeah. Cause like even so... four minutes, 11 seconds is pretty standard. Like it's not a, that's not a big, meaty yeah, song. But it is twice as long. It is twice um, as long. And why is it twice as long? Well, they do repeat. Um, they repeat. I believe they repeat the whole third verse. Yeah, yeah. Um, they also got this like guitar sound going on. Yeah, for a little bit, just a little bit. That's always fun. Wicka wicka guitars, mm-hmm. as I have called them in the past. Um, and I mean, do you, in the translation, do they have more than three distinct verses? Do you know? Um, so the the genius page, at least when thrown through Google Translate, kind of just fucking <laughs> farts it out. There's really no like good formatting on it. Um, okay. Let's see what I can tell you. Are my day or my light so cold without you? That's sort of the pre anything. That's like the intro bit. Judging by all the ellipses they have in there. So then I would, I would say there's one. There's two. There's three. Um, yeah, I'd say there's more than three verses. So they like, although I'm sure there's not a ton of difference, kind of similar to the original. Yeah, similar to the original. Some kind of like take some pieces from the other ones, put in one different line. Yeah. So they kind of extend it with the I know part again, stuck in the middle. Um, mm-hmm. And then some solos. Like there's a guitar solo, but it's just playing like, like the melody. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's very much based in the notes of the and original. Then, yeah. With like some sliding, and you still got those. So, or uh, the synth playing throughout and stuff. So, yeah, it's it's another like more kind of textured version because I think yeah that's the way you want to go. You don't want to try to make it like too big, but the original kind of had some like these textured instruments of like playing these strings and stuff without being too huge. So you got to kind of keep it down. Don't want to make it too much. It's kind of tricky that way to do yeah that's the like minimalism thing right yeah and i think pulling on out. like jazz inspiration for that where you can have a very low-key kind of song but with actually a lot happening right is like a good point paid off to to kind of yeah it pays off pretty well in this yeah plus it's in german so that's something yeah so it like again like that ju- like the voice essentially mm. just sounds like an instrument to me and right it sounds pretty good and good tone on that guitar too, the the one on the solo and the one that does like some of the funky intro stuff. Oh yeah, it's got a real like like taut feeling to it. Mm-hmm. You know, strings feel really tight, even though that doesn't really make sense. Yeah. Kind of you know very immediate. Mm-hmm. Um, anything else on this one, Alex? No, I don't think so. Oh, they don't fade out. That's right. They got like some ending chords. Take mm-hmm. out a little journey before the end. Yeah, very jazz inspired that ending. <laughs> yes, it is. Um, with that, we're gonna move on to Buddy Guy featuring Tracy Chapman in two thousand five. Ain't no sunshine when she gone. It's not warm when she's away. Ain't no sunshine. Yeah. Buddy Guy is a blues guitarist. He was born in 1936, so he's pretty mm-hmm. old. Uh, he's considered to be 
quite influential in the world of like blues and blues rock and stuff. Right. As a blues guitarist. And he's been playing for a really long time. Yeah, he is ranked number 23 on uh, Rolling Stone's list of the 100 greatest guitar players of all time. So he's, you know, kind of a big deal. He's an important guy, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not your buddy, guy. <laughs> um, Tracy Chapman's uh, also on this. Tracy Chapman wrote and directed Fast Car. Just kidding. Right? <laughs> fast too Car. Too Fast, Too Car. Um... Yeah, the song well, Fast Car. we talked about previously. We talked about with quite a while guest, ago. Emily Eamon. Was that our first guest episode? No. Our first no, because our first was like our was first, the first episode. episode we launched. Right. Yeah. Our first like decent guest episode where we had more than one microphone, possibly. Yeah, we're, and where we had like some structure, like we were we were kind of finding our legs by then. Yeah, kind of knew what we were doing. Uh, weird episode. Um, yeah, weird energy on that episode, but yeah. we pulled through it. We're still here today. Uh, it's okay. We're all still friends. It's not like we fought yeah. or anything. It was just no. weird. Um, okay, so... It was just okay. It's still like a good episode, I think. Just weird energy. Did I say it was anyway. just okay as an episode? No, you I think said, I might have said yeah, those things separately. I think you were saying separately. okay as in to like, push us forward. Yeah, yeah, that was the plan. But now I've plan. got us stuck back here. That, now, now I accidentally pulled you back. <laughs> what the have I done? The start remind me of something, Alex, but I don't know what. Like, the like, just the guitar chords. Not so, like, not the start, the start, but like when the horns come in, like fucking seven seconds. When they do the, like, it almost sounds like, um. Fucking Simon and Garfunkel. Sound of Silence. In the naked light I saw. Like the end is different. 10,000 people, maybe more. Is that what it is? I don't think so, but you're not wrong. Yeah, could be something else too. Like, you're right, but it's not what I was thinking of. Were you just thinking like the tone or the... Um, it's like the... I don't know. It's not going to come to me. anyway could be that there's a little bit of that there but not really yeah um so we open with guitar uh kick drum and like some kind of piano yeah like an electric piano kind of deal where it's like really clink tinkly kind of thing yeah um bright and then like some guitar that's the important part mm-hmm. doing just these little mention. like like it's very like subtle like blues riffs yeah so is that like very much a blues guitar that's uh, definitely uh, Buddy Guy, and I imagine there's a rhythm guitar, I think acoustic, probably played by Tracy Chapman. I'd hazard a guess that it was. Yeah. Um, he's very... I don't know a lot about Buddy Guy, I'll admit. But the way he plays on this is very, like... Like, he's not playing chords. Like, he's playing licks, you know? Yeah. And I think B.B. King said something like, oh, I don't play chords, like... <laughs> Right. It's kind of like that that idea of like no 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 I, I'm I'm playing notes like in sequence I'm not a harmony person I'm a melody person kind of thing right so it seems to be kind of that uh, Buddy Guy is kind of identified as a Chicago blues player although supposedly mm-hmm. has some idiosyncrasies as well I'm sure any player would yeah well and um, everything about his guitar on this from the tone to the notes he's playing like obviously he's chicago blues yeah even if you didn't know what chicago blues was you would still recognize it yeah for sure 
so they kind of start with this. That's their intro, and then he starts to sing. Um, mm-hmm. And I mean, he's like in his seventies at this point. He's been a blues player for decades. Sounds like a blues guy singing this song. Like he knows what he's doing. Yeah, he's got the right voice for it. Is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he does. And uh, so, like like people might expect, they do uh, swap off the vocal role. At about 126, we get Tracy Chapman on the vocals. And she sounds like Tracy Chapman. She's got a, a good voice, a little deeper mm-hmm. than uh, mo- other female singers. And it's, you know, she, she stands her ground with Buddy Guy in that sort of lower range. And they both add, I think, a pretty good vocal performance to this. Yeah, it's like, it's pretty good as a duet. And of course, you get like buddy guy licks like between verses and like on the ends of lines and stuff because Mm -hmm. it's what he does it's what he's doing that is what he's doing and we've got those horns which i mentioned earlier which are sort of taking the role of the strings in the original maybe throwing in a little more notes here and there um the bass is playing pretty similarly to the original but it also does just like some slightly different things but it's nothing like mind-blowing yeah i mean but it's like it's kind of an impressive bass because of how simple it is and how distinctive it is. Yeah. Because, like, it, it's definitely something you notice and it feels right. But it's yeah. not doing much, just playing boom, 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 boom. Mm-hmm. boom. Like, so what this one does on, is instead of just holding down to that, it will sort of, like, follow them a bit when they go up. Mm. So like, doom, 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 doom. But, you know, that's not, like, it's not mind-blowing, but it is, you know, it is something. Yeah. Sounds right. Yeah. That's what I um, think. She, I think she, do, I don't know if they have another person doing backup vocals on the track, or if it's just Tracy Chapman double-tracked. Right. I think it is just Tracy Chapman. Talking about the third verse? Yeah. Also worth mentioning that she says, I know 32 times. And how many does the original say? Twenty-six. She's really that's a little that's a little uppity. I think this version's a little <laughs> bit pretentious. Uh, Jesus Christ. Thirty two. Come on, Tracy Chapman. Tracy Chapman. Save some I knows for the rest of us. Yeah. Uh but as she's saying that, she's also, like you said, doing some backup vocals with just like, ain't no sunshine. Like mm-hmm. backup vocals. Pretty straightforward. But different from we've heard, from what we've heard. This is definitely like more of a blues version for obvious reasons. Um, And then like, I mean, they follow the structure normally. Like they do the, do that. They do the bridge section. Buddy guy actually comes in and does the, like the bridge part. Yeah. Leave the young thing alone. And you know, doing his blues thing. Mm -hmm. Blues singer. That's a good you know, because the original has that sharp cut from the I know to better leave that young thing alone. Right. And I think handing off to another vocalist at that point, either way they would have done it, I think would have been good. But, <clears throat> he, you know, he does a good blues performance of that. Right. And, um, yeah, the duet actually does seem to work pretty well in terms of, like, handing it off as, like, maybe this is a case of, like, two people that just can't seem to work together or something like that like yeah because they do switch the genders uh, every yeah. time the the singer switches as well right so it does so she says he and he says she yeah so it's like a slightly different attitude towards it but similar idea 
mm-hmm. which which works, which works. Yeah. My one big negative on this is it's the coward's fade out. Mm. Yeah. I, what? Maybe it's just easier. I don't know. I'm just like, what motivates that? Maybe some people just don't care that much. Uh, yeah. And maybe, well, yeah. Well, buddy guy probably starts ripping at that point, and then you got fucking six minutes of blues on the track. And you're like, I don't know about yeah, this. Like, uh, maybe we could cut it down to 305. Uh, exactly. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, and it's just like him. You can hear he's like playing. He's just he's doing yeah. he's just riffing. And and it fades out. So that's that could be that could be like seven minutes of blues on this track, but there's exactly. not like blues guitar players are like the the old like crazy uncles of the music world where if you let them start they're just gonna keep fucking going they're just gonna keep playing blues riffs because i mean they've been doing it up to now there's no reason for them to stop now so um speaking of stopping now we're going to stop talking about buddy guy and tracy chapman and move on to the pirate, go the pirate, pirate and I, I don't, yeah. Wonder this time where she's gone. Wonder if she's gonna stay. Ain't no sunshine when she's gone. I, it's translates to Pirate's Heart. Mm. Um, it's a French Canadian singer. Uh, yeah. Apparently, she sings mostly in French, but this is in English. Um, mm-hmm. I looked up her website. She had a song, a recent song. It didn't seem that interesting to me. Like it sounded pretty, like straightforward. Yeah. So this pop might help wise. color your opinion of her. My first encounter with her was, uh, she was a Starbucks pick of the week. You remember when Starbucks used to give out like free iTunes songs? I do. And then that was the one week I was like, oh, I should get into getting free songs from Starbucks. Because I was in a pirate. Starbucks. It's pirate. Yeah, and it had pirate in it. I was like, oh, cool. And then I grabbed it, never downloaded the song. Do you That's remember what song experience. it was? No, but it, was, it would have been like, so she debuted in 2009 as an artist. So it would have been right. like 2009, 2010. So it would have been okay. in high school. Quick. Anyway, so she, yeah, she has a lot of French language stuff. Uh, she is considered to be like a chanson singer. Mm-hmm. which we have talked about it's like a style of french song yeah i don't remember the specifics <laughs> um let me click the wikipedia page sure yeah lyrics driven french song usually polyphonic and secular hell yeah baby cool That's but i, I believe yeah Tinder we have profile. had singers who talk about singing chansons anyway so apparently she's supposed to be bringing this french style of of song to a new generation of of quebec youth um, Quebecois. which honestly like i only listened to one of her songs it didn't sound particularly french other than the obvious it was in the french it was in french right um, but sorry we're talking too much about the artist let's yeah, talk um, no, about that's fine. the song um, so she does this one's pretty faithful to the original in that it hits the exact same amount of time yes according to spotify and it starts with straight to vocal opening no instruments come in for the first 30 seconds yes and like there's nothing even the original had a bit yeah um it's very like very heavy echo on the mm-hmm. on the vocals which as i mentioned are in english that's right yeah she doesn't translate this this is in english um and then when we do get instruments they're very sparse almost like 
like like a almost like a western, you know, like when it's like the showdown, and it'll, and it'll, it'll be the shots of the the two like cowboys standing in the streets, and it's like doom. Yeah, because you kind of get like this single percussive hit, and then just like like kind of like this yeah. version kind of reminded me of those like we recorded like twenty covers that are slow and they're for movie trailers, yeah, epic trailer style, ones, yeah. Um, but I think a little more focused than that because it's just two minutes, mm-hmm. um, which is nice. Um, what else? But yes, it is. It is pretty, pretty similar in that they like keep sparse. Um, it, it's kind of fuller because it it uses these like kind of epic or whatever synthesizer sounds. Um, yeah, it's using instruments and sounds that it knows is going to, it knows, that she knows is going to fill that space. It, um, yeah, and, and it's very, like, the kind of the echoey thing, that sort of, like, airiness sort of yeah. permeates the whole thing, which kind of helps with that atmosphere, I think. Mm-hmm. of like, This one is more, I mean, the album is called Trauma or something, like... Yeah, trauma, chanson, trauma. And then a bunch of French. chansons de la télé. Yeah, so I mean, it does have that feeling where it's like, yeah, it's got this like longingness and this hurtedness. Are those words? Mm-hmm. I, I'll, I'll accept longingness, hurtedness. Yeah. Hurt, you think hurtedness was no? No, <laughs> doesn't sound right. Um, but yes, and then everything like. Like the drum hits are like huge echoes, and mm-hmm. and like and, and they're sometimes backed up by a shaker, but like Ch-ch-ch. yeah. So it's a lot of that like hit. What's is there a word for what I'm trying to say? I don't know. It's just like you know, like a big ceremonial drum kind of hit. Yeah, it has that like if you hit the drum, like fire comes out of it, sort of thing. Like it's big. Mm-hmm. Or like you put like did Blue Man Group do that? Like you put something on the drums yeah, so when you, you put hit like it, paint it jumps on it, up. and you hit it. That kind of thing, like like huge. Yeah, and so it'll hit. It, sometimes it hits several times. Sometimes it's like boom, boom, boom. But it's you know it's this very short period of time where you get or it gets to hit and then it rings out. Yeah, so it's it's another one. I mean, in kind of like the Lady Smith Black Mambazo version, even though it's mm-hmm. not that at all. Um, that has a focus on percussion in a lot of ways, yeah. um, just done in a very different way. And, yeah, ca- and they, a, she and kept very, it way more uh, sparse. Mm-hmm. And a very supportive, like, backup vocal position. It's just some, mm, just like some, some choral humming. Yeah, kind of like drone, almost. Yeah. Um, she layers vocals on the I know section. Right. So she says, I know 13 times. Mm. I don't know when she starts the second vocal track because then I would have counted that as double, but it's 13 <laughs> all right. on the one track. Okay. She's trying to keep it sparse. That's, yeah. fu- that's all right. It's not pretentious. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you that, Tracy. It's, uh, yeah, for what it is, I think it's a, a fun take on like a different kind of, you know, emptiness in a song. Right. Right. Like Almost, a lot of these versions we talked about, it's very like of its time, I feel. Yeah. I almost think like because it's so short, you can almost like throw it in. Like if you're doing some recordings or something, you're like, well, we got this little two minute thing we want to do. Like, okay, mm-hmm. fine, whatever. So like it's easy to just kind of like 
have there. So I don't know if we mentioned this, but there's like listed on secondhand songs. There were almost like 300 versions of this song. So it's pretty widely covered. Um, Possibly because it's at least, I'm not going to say it's easy to do well, but it's easy to do like in terms of just resources because it's pretty minimalist and short. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not saying I think that's what she did, but yeah, I'm not. It's possible. It doesn't necessarily sound like a slapdash effort. Yeah. But like, if you were like, "Well, I want to do a cover. I don't want to spend too much time on this. I'll do a two-minute song." Yeah. Here's it's, a popular song that's two minutes long, and like most of it is very similar. So. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Anyway, we spent too long on Coeur de Pirate. We're gonna talk yep. about Passenger in 2017. Ain't no sunshine when she's gone. She's always gone too long. Anytime she goes away Wonder this time Passenger. Um, I think I looked up the songs, but I didn't recognize them. Uh, mm-hmm. Supposedly, the big hit is called Let Her Go. Let Her Go! That's yep. something, something, That's the one. I didn't... Though. just doesn't sound familiar at all. Um, no, it's just, uh, he's an English artist who... He was in a band called Passenger. They broke up, and he just kept the name. Yeah. Um. And I I thought the voice sounded familiar, but he just kind of sounds like a whole bunch of dudes on YouTube. I think. Yeah, he's got a precious little kind of nasally pop in voice. The sunshine when she's gone. Yeah. That kind of thing. Um. And that's what he sounds like. And this is his version. It sounds like a slow acoustic version, but it's already a slow song, so it's not really. Yeah. At least at the so start. you can't really ding him for that. Yeah, it starts to pick up around 40 seconds. Which adds the, like, this, it's like a slow strum kind of guitar chord where you hear each mm-hmm. note. Um, and then, yeah, like, there's some drums, like, whatever. Yeah. Um, twenty three. I knows there's a there's a piano in the mix. Twenty three. I knows he yeah. almost made it. Almost. And those I knows come out right at the fucking one minute mark. He's knocking these out. It's That's the second true. Longest version. This version does like is almost four minutes long, and mm-hmm. I think like there's solos. Yeah, that's it, it's filled with a, like a, some obligatory solo action, which is the uh, the piano solo. Yeah, there's a piano solo st- that's like a bit jazzy, a bit on the jazzy side. Yeah, um, not and like over the jazzy. It swaps to a guitar solo, but yeah, it's like it's like ideas of jazz in it. Yeah, the guitar solo doesn't sound jazzy. It's no. like too much distorted electric guitar for me to identify as jazzy. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it's got blues in it though, because electric guitar it's soloing um and then he does another verse after that and like kind of says anytime she goes away a lot yeah and that's it feels in that section i I marked it at about 308 it might start a little later sure kind of slows down it does Mm -hmm. it's like slows definitely like softens yeah, um, so I didn't notice a rhythm like, change, but that doesn't mean it's not there. Mm-hmm. It feels kind of like you know running out of steam. Like it, this song kind of like goes to a stop because it can't keep going. Yeah, it's always tough. I mean, to extend the song, especially when you're just throwing solos in to what is very much not like a showy song. 
mm-hmm. um, at all. But I guess you're trying to express yourself through the solo. So maybe it's like one solo is one member and the other solo is the other member. And if that's yeah. true, I didn't think of it when I was listening to it. So maybe that is a successful thing. Mm-hmm. It's I I thought the ending was good. I thought and he does the kind of it's like it's a pretty stereotypical ending, but there's like the fake ending, a beat, and then it's that like ringing out of all the instruments kind of thing. Yeah. And they kind of get that symbol. Mm-hmm. Get that symbol hidden. Yeah. Yeah. It's this so, one. I mean, it just like doesn't hit any mark particularly like hard particularly compared to other versions there's no like standout feature of this i feel like there's a lot of things but nothing really takes uh, yeah takes and, interest and it does like like it has some solos in it that i didn't think were like not that they're bad necessarily but they didn't really make the song better yeah i think if you had left the piano solo as is because it's pretty short Sure. And then cut the guitar solo. I think you'd be fine because the the piano cuts in. It's a like it's a sharp transition. Right. Does a little fucking ditty. If you did that, cut back to the track and cut off however much time that guitar solo is. Right. It'd be a better track. Save for like thirty seconds or whatever, and then you're not flirting with four minute long song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. this one should be the entertainer, and then I think it would be <laughs> a little better. Yeah. Three oh five. Three oh five. 305, people. That's all about. Um, with that, we're going to move on to Max Orazzo featuring Cami in 2019. no sunshine when she's gone. Yeah, so Max Orazzo is like a he's a like producer musician type guy who does stuff on YouTube and things like that. Did you read his Spotify page? It makes me want to puke. Did I read his No, I didn't. <laughs> Multi-talented producer, songwriter, DJ and singer. Deep house, the, future house, the, pop and dance. Oh, the self-taught versatility music. of his music touches versatility. genres of deep ah. house, future house, pop and dance. That's how versatile he is, bro. Two types of house music and pop and dance. Think this but they're so different. <laughs> He's a unique talent driven by passion, don't you know? Yeah. Passion, social awareness, and love. His music manages to empower and speak to the world. I believe it. It makes me so mad. (laughs) Um, And then we have uh, Cammy, who is also... She has two pages on Spotify. uh, One of which is her full name, or at least the full first name, Kamish. Um, she's a singer, 29 years old, first started doing YouTube stuff in 2016. A quote from hers is, her sensual voice is always filled with feeling. And the closing sentence, which I'm a fan of, is, Kamisha's unique style is the result of a lifetime of musical influence. Sweet. Um, according to her Facebook page, her interests are singing, composing, songwriting, advertising, traveling, shopping, and smiling. <laughs> I don't know why advertising. That seems like a very interesting... Advertising and smiling are the two odd ones on that. Yeah, I don't know why you'd throw advertising in there. But... Does anybody love advertising? The, uh, ke- I said it Kamiche or Kamishi. That might be it. I fucking... Only because her picture is like, Cam! And then an exclamation mark, and then she... Mm. 
So the eye is flipped upside down. Okay. I I just have the image that says Supergirl. Supergirl. Yeah, anyway. So they're the two people on this track. Yeah, and they they collaborate uh fairly frequently. Um to me, Alex, this track sounds like Do you remember when electro swing was a thing? Um I vaguely remember my sister talking about it. Is yeah, this, she would have talked about it for a day, and then the next yes. day would have been over. Like, yes, <laughs> that was what I got out of Electro Swing. Was like, it was like everyone was like, "This 2010s. is great," but it kind of was like one note. Like it had like, it was great, but then didn't really go anywhere. Yeah, because it was just like one trick, and then everybody was doing that one trick, and it was just flat. It was boring. And that's what um, this is. This that's what this. It's not technically <laughs> Electro Swing. I know that. But it feels like it. Feels like it. I guess, yeah, it doesn't feel like swing music. Um, it's very much like a dance track with, like, this saxophone playing over it. Yeah. And, and that's kind uh, that... of the, like, dance riff thing. Mm-hmm. So it's got Boots and Cats, uh, Peppers in, like, panning sax at the start, and then, like, really relies heavily on that sax throughout. And I do not think it, has, it, it is as interesting as uh, Max would have us believe. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It sounded fine to me. But... No, I mean, like, like what I expect from this kind of dance track, um, and it's also like quite a quite a bit faster. Mm-hmm. Like when she sings, you can tell that she's singing pretty fast. Like she's singing the yeah. the, the lines now, pretty fast. Now tell me this, Alex. Did you feel that her voice was sensual? Uh, let me let me take another listen with that in mind. I wouldn't say particularly no. Okay, now, second question. Did you feel like it was filled with feeling? Mm, it may have been at some point. Okay, okay. It's, this is an interesting thing, because the way it's worded, in court you might argue that since it wasn't her sensual voice on display here, that it was not filled with feeling because of that. Had she used her sensual voice, it would be filled with feeling. I see, so she maybe didn't use her sensual voice. Yeah. but No, I, I don't know. She, I think her belief is that her voice is always sensual and thus always filled with feeling. And maybe it is sensual. Maybe I'm not the person to ask. Yeah, maybe you don't sense you lies. (laughs) Maybe. Nah, man, I don't sense you lies women. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I'm just not that kind of guy. Uh, That ain't me. You can ask somebody else. You know, do whatever you want. Comfort of your own home. Don't bring it to me. Negativity, that's what I'm saying. Um... (laughs) What no, I got? hate this version. Do you have anything interesting about this one? Um, I mean, I took notice some bits, like there's some different synthesizers. Uh, was there something I noticed about this? The thing this one does is they kind of use the, like the um, third verse I know section and then the bridge after it as like a build and drop thing. So okay. like that's what builds, and then right after that they'll do the kind of like drop the beat and dance a bit. That's and fair. then go that's... into the next. So, like, that's kind of the way it adapts the structure. That seems like an obvious adaptation. Perhaps. Um, yeah, use but the like, bridge. Yeah, fair dues. Yeah. Like, I'm not saying just because something's obvious doesn't mean it's not the, the right thing to do. <laughs> yeah. So, that's like kind of the dance thing it does. And uh, I didn't have a problem with the saxophone. Like, the, the, the little riff. You know, it's a mm. little. I've heard catchier riffs in dance songs, you know? Like, yeah, it's just fine. the whole thing feels very flat for me. Like, even listening to that I know build, like, the, the build is not 
much. No, it's not a huge build. It's not a big it payoff, kinda... not a big build. And I wonder if like there was some sense of like restraint being like, hey, this is actually a pretty sad song. Yeah. Maybe we shouldn't build too much. Do like a huge drop because I don't know. I don't know. I think you could still do a big drop if you get a little, you know, a little dark with it. Because, like, just because something is sad doesn't mean it can't be, like, emotional, right? True. True. I mean, even could the original the still, could, there's still has some those moments. Yeah, there's still intensity, in the, like, even in the original version of this. So, this, this, yeah. Yeah, I don't know exactly how you'd do that with dance music, but... Um, Sorry, we've, house we've, music? I feel like we've had, yeah, I don't know. Maybe, we've yeah, had maybe this. I, I haven't taken notes, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, we've had dance versions and, that have done a better job at <laughs> just in at general. In, in every aspect. We've had worse as well. That's, yeah, fair. Ooh, I peaked there. It's very, it's very tough when, after listening to Proto X, down with the sickness to to you know find anything that's worse than that. Right. We'll give it some time until that wears off, and then we'll start praising some mediocre covers. Yeah, I hope so. Um, anything else for this one, Alex? Mm. Um, they kind of do a fade out, but it's like it's not a coward fade out. No, it's very right, it's... sudden. It's a very sudden ending. Okay. Yeah, we get to like a shaker percussion. Oh yeah, and then it's just done. Does Boom. it lead into a? It's this is just a single drop, so it doesn't even lead in anything. Yeah. Also, be, though, as as a DJ, you're looking to crossfade stuff, so that might be why that's there. Right, because you'd be adapting it anyway. Uh, the other mm-hmm. thing about this one is, though it is three seventeen, it's like it actually is like a minute thirty, and they repeat it, which happens in dance tracks sometimes, where you just yeah. do, do the thing twice. Uh, but because they're doing it so fast, it just shortens it quite a bit. Right. Um, with that, we are going to jump into our final verdicts. Uh, three categories today. The worst version, the best version, and the version that knows the most. Okay. Alex, what okay. is the worst version of this and why? What is the worst version of this song and why? Um, there's a lot of, like, okay versions, I think. That's probably true of anything that. that's so widely covered. Um, the one that I disliked the most was probably Passenger, and I really can't cover it up. That's it's like all personal preferences. I just didn't really like the pieces. I didn't mm-hmm. really like the way he sang that much. It's not that it's bad. It's not amazing, but it's not particularly bad. I just the things, the things that make it up are things I don't like that much. So yeah, and I didn't really like that version. Like- just fine at everything like you yeah could, you know like this was a really good part it's like that's fine that was fine yeah, his voice is fine like it's all fine yeah and in addition to it not being not like raising up above that i just don't like the things that that it's made up of so yeah it just doesn't yeah the, the parts that it has yeah yeah um, for me, I think it's pretty obvious. I mean, I, like, I agree, Passenger is pretty bad. So it's either going to be Passenger or Max Glassel featuring Cami, and I think it's Max because it's just like, as, as soon as my mind linked it to Electro Swing, which is like a <laughs> genre that is known as a, like a cosmic failure, like, <laughs> like there's, it was really hard for me to pull it away from that. And it's just these, these, and I'll admit, reading their bios has also painted my image of them. That it was just pompous overblown this, this like fake romantic <laughs> like very self-serious 
yeah. And yeah, so it just just right off the bat, I was against them, and then they they pull out this garbage, and it's just it's dance music that doesn't go anywhere. Like part yeah. of what makes dance music fun is like you set up the bass, takes you on like, a journey. Yeah, and then it's like here we're gonna go over this way for a bit, and then we're back to the regular stuff, and then we're gonna go oh we're down a bit, now we're back up, and then it's like oh shit, like we're going on a dance journey, and this one was just this was a like a dance stroll in the park with your grandfather. <laughs> He's like, you know Bill Withers? And you're like, yeah. He's like, it goes a little like this. Have I told you about Bill Withers? He sounds like this. You're like, yeah, Grandpa's losing his fucking mind. Pretty sure there's a saxophone in it. No, there isn't, Grandpa. Oh, with that, we're going to talk about the best versions, Alex. Which is the best and why? Oh, which is the best version? I thought I liked a few of them, actually. Um, yeah. Which one am I going to give it to, though? Because honestly... Hmm. Okay. Going to give it to Ladysmith Black Mombazo. I figured. Because I gotta. Right? They still got a little bit of that 90s cheesiness in it. Less than John Waite. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a little more balanced. Um, I like the Jazz Canteen version, too, though. Yeah. And there were some other, yeah, the other ones. And, like, Tom Jones, I mean. 70s. Yeah. You know? I just like things from the 70s. Mm-hmm. I don't, and Tom, Tom Jones is, like, pure 70s, again, that Again, <laughs> personal preference, uh, which is also how I picked Passenger as the worst. Um, but I also like... Ladysmith Black Mombazo, and they did a pretty cool version here. Yeah. Yeah, I think Desiree does a good vocal performance. They do some some excellent vocal layering with the the choir, and great use of instruments on that. Great drums, um, bringing in actual bass after the, <clears throat> the choir has played the, the, the bass role themselves is cool. Yeah, yeah that one's a jam. I'm gonna just to just to diversify. I'm gonna throw it to Jazz Canteen because not only do they have uh, some solid instrumentation on this, it's very like that synth that does the up and down patterns tight. We got the 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 jazzy sort of kit drums, um, this this echoing of the the German version of the I know line that happens several times throughout. Right. I thought it was a like a great piece of structure, mm-hmm. and the fact that they've they've tra- you know adapted this into German made their own lyrics that are like spiritually the same song while be, like saying different things right. is I think awesome and I think they did a great job of it from what the Google Translate tells me it could be pretty sloppy for all I know but it uh, seemed as long good as to it's me. like kind of like intelligible it's mm-hmm. probably pretty accurate right yeah so I say like you know and we don't get to talk about foreign language covers all the time but I think this is a a pretty fucking good one. Yeah. 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 Right on. Yeah. So, Alex, which version knows the most? Which version knows the most? Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? (sighs) I mean, I was going to say Jazz Canteen, and then I remembered Ladysmith Black Mombazo has more people in it, so I think it's got to be them, because they they just have the most people. They they know the most things. The the collection of knowledge is Yeah, there's just more of them. Yeah. That said... the original had some like pretty strong musicians on it, so they might collectively just have more knowledge. Yeah, and I think the knowledge imparted onto Bill Withers after that was probably pretty huge. Yeah, but I'm going to stick with LBM. 
Fair enough. And in the interest of not giving it to the original, I'm going to give it to Buddy Guy and Tracy Chapman, who Ooh. had literally the most sayings of I know in it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Fair. At least probably. I didn't count all of them. That was the most I counted. Yeah. And if they did it twice, it doesn't count. Yeah, exactly. You get one session of I don't I knows, and after that, you're done. Which is why you, John Waite. Jazz Canteen was completely disqualified. That's right. They just had way too many. Too many. Um, and that is our final verdict. If you have a similar opinion, different opinion, or want to talk about one of the you know hundreds of cover versions we didn't talk about, hit us up on Twitter, hashtag CoverMePod, at Jake DeCressy, at some Alex Wise Guy. Be sure to rate and review us. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, favorite podcasting apps. Tell your friends about us. Um, you, you know, tell them to just drive around your neighborhood or something and listen to a podcast. Our numbers have plummeted because people aren't driving to work anymore. So, you know. We hope it's that. Yeah. I mean, I'm listening to less podcasts, that's for sure. Not the death of our primary demographic. (laughs) People who love Linkin Park. In India? Yeah. Um, With that, we're going to jump into our bonus segment, which is uh, just me asking Alex, uh, what do you listen to these days, Alex? What am I listening to these days? Um... So, I've been rewatching Community, mm-hmm. and the first season, possibly the second season, has some appearances from the Fratellis. Okay. Um, just their music is like in the background. So, I was right. listening to their first album, um, which is called. Um, fuck. <laughs> I thought I had it here. Costello Music. Costello Music, yeah. Um,. Also, there's been some buzz about about this. Uh, what a Fiona Apple! This new Fiona Apple album. I started and sounded interesting, but I didn't continue because I listened to some, was listening to this probably. Mm-hmm. Um, so I may have to go back to that. I saw you were listening to it too. Yeah, and then I spilled a, a gin on my phone, and then had <laughs> oh to put no, my phone and rice. And <laughs> so I stopped listening to it. But yeah, what I listened to so far sounded sounded really good. Yeah, so I'm gonna, definitely going to have to check that a little more. Um, also, listen to some more Roxy music, because for some reason I was thinking of Roxy music. Yeah, I keep meaning to get into Roxy music. So, yeah, not just because they're album covers, but, you know, I've been locked up for a while, so. Yeah. That happens, yeah. my man. Me personally, I've been listening to a lot of singles. Like a lot of artists have just been dropping some singles. So, uh, like Kid Cudi released uh, one of his first singles in a long time. Uh, the Homeless Gospel Choir has been releasing singles that's leading up to his album, which drops um, next week. By the time oh. when, when this drops, it'll be like two days. Okay, but, I was wondering because I had noticed those singles, and they all have the same artwork. So it seems like mm-hmm. it's about time for an album. Yeah, so I've been listening to those. Um, Album-wise, yeah, Fetch the Bolt Cutters, Fiona Apple. Uh, when Gorillaz drops their Song Machine songs, which is some weird project they're doing, I listen to those as well. Mm. And I recently started listening to Iggy Pop's Lust for Life album. Oh, I actually saw that. You were listening to that. Yeah. I didn't realize that his version of Tonight is the original version. It still features David Bowie on it, but... That's the first That's version. That's weird. That he also looks like he has a version of Neighborhood Threat on there. Yeah, again, the original. 
which which is it's possible David Bowie wrote those songs too. Right? Yeah, I believe they're co-written with David Bowie. Yeah, and at least tonight has David Bowie vocals on it as well, which is pretty wild. Yeah, I just I didn't realize that the album tonight was named basically after a cover. <laughs> after a cover, yeah, that is weird. Yeah, and I think I think the Iggy Pop version is better, uh, definitely for Neighborhood Threat, and I feel like for tonight as well. I mean. I wouldn't be surprised by that, like, all that yeah, much. Yeah, like, Tonight's not a great album. Yeah, so, <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Um, and I've been checking out, uh, like, some people's isolation playlist. Andrew Bird has one that I've been getting a couple of interesting songs from. Right. Uh, Run the Jewels has one that's a bunch of their, just, like, basically, like, a bunch of their hard-hitting songs and some live performances as well. Oh, cool. Yeah. I've also been watching those uh, Frank Turner live streams. He does them on Thursdays, and she's finally gotten to an album that I like know better. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? For some reason, I kind of skipped out on the first couple. You know, haven't got around to it yet, but I do know mm-hmm. poetry of the deed. So that was his this that he did this past week, and he's just kind of going through albums. Yeah, I've got to actually have to listen to that one. I was I started listening, watching, and then Stephen had to Stephen called me to help him with some some schoolwork. Oh no! Yeah, our boy still got schoolwork. Yeah, he's just about done though, and hopefully graduating. So, shout out to Stephen Reynolds. Shout out to students who need to do everything online now. Yeah. Shout out to y'all. Shout out to everybody who's doing things in this the current world we live in. Yeah. Shout out to you, Will, who's sitting beside me. What's up, Will? Shout out. We're just shouting everybody out. Nice. <laughs> um, shout out to 50-foot Ethernet cables. Shout out to They're this great. Legend of Zelda poster I've got up. Uh, shout out to... I don't know. You know, you know what? Shout out to Alex Mildenberger. What? Me? Shout out. Yeah, you, buddy. You know what? <laughs> shout out to Jake Cressy. <laughs> what? Yeah. Oh. oh my god, what a good day. Shout, Shout out to Bill Withers. Shout out to Home um, Depot for selling chrome plated um copper pipe when no one else apparently does. Hell yeah. Shout out Home Depot. <laughs> but you Even guys owe it's... us for that one. We'll expect to check in the mail soon. <laughs> yeah. All right. I think that's all I got for today. <laughs> that's all I got for shout outs. Um and as we always say on Cover Me, ain't no covers when there's no original song. <laughs>